your passion is going to help close the sale every single time. You don't have to say, hey, today only, and if you don't work with me, you're dead to me, or the price goes up by $6,000. No, that, that stuff doesn't work anymore. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. Everyone, welcome back to the Have It All podcast. I'm super excited. And the irony, which I didn't even tell you, Stan, and I'm going to introduce Stan here in just a second, is that I was just at a conference in Phoenix this past weekend where we were talking about how much selling has changed. And someone started the conversation by asking people, you know, who consider themselves a salesperson? And, you know, maybe like three people out of 150 raised their hands. Um, And then we kind of walked into this distinction like, you know, do you ever ask someone to go out to dinner? Have you ever asked someone to get on the phone with them? He's like, then you've sold. And that's what we kind of do as human beings. I think just the, Uh, idea of selling has become kind of bastardized. So I'm really excited to have Stan Way here. First of all, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. And uh, we're really going to talk about, obviously, if you guys are in business, and I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you are either, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, are an entrepreneur, etc. You know that selling is part of the equation. 
Uh, there are a lot of people, most of which I don't agree with, about how to sell things um, in a very aggressive, um, I would almost say like manipulative manner. Um, and you guys know me, I'm, I'm very, very much against that. So I'm bringing Stan on here today uh, because we want to discuss openly the mindset around selling and help you see it in an empowering enlightening way that you don't have to be a cheesy, disgusting, manipulative salesperson. Um, so before we jump into that, Stan, why don't you tell people a little bit about how you got here, what you're passionate about, and we'll dive into the rest of it. Sure. No, thank you so much, Elon. I, I appreciate that. So, uh, you know, I, I am the founder of uh, Peak Sales Results, uh, peaksalesresults.com. Me and my uh, business, we, we focus on teaching sales professionals. Uh, and, and companies, especially large and small, how to use 21st century uh, kind of sales techniques. It, exactly like you were saying, sales has changed. Uh, and and <laughs> seeing that it's changed, uh, we, we should kind of update the sales system. And, and frankly, you know, studies show that probably about 95% of sales professionals, businesses, entrepreneurs just aren't trained correctly, you know, and don't know how to, to handle the market. So yeah, that, that, that's what I do. Uh, I'm one of these people who my, my passion is sales because you know I, I see sales as a way for people to escape the mundane part of life uh, and, and kind of create the life of their dreams. You know, and, and so that's that's really my passion is you know the ability to teach a, a regular salesperson, you know, working at a kiosk in a mall, you know, how to actually make enough doing whatever they do to actually live whatever their purpose is because most people's purpose is not sales. So it, it's a tool. It's a tool by which to get you know what, to whatever your life purpose is. Yeah, it's amazing. We we have a lot of conversations, and one of the things we coach people on is is the power of communication and relationships. And um, you know, when I say the word relationships, that also has a, a certain connotation. You know, a lot of people when you say relationships, automatically go into the intimate relationship. You know, dating, uh, spouse, things like that. And I'm like, well, do you have a relationship with your kids? Yeah. Do you have a relationship with your boss? Yeah. Do you have a relationship with your clients? Yeah. Well, guess what? You have a relationship with everything. You have a relationship with your body. You have a relationship to food. You have a relationship to alcohol. It's all relationship. And I, I am, I'm a firm believer that selling is having to do with a relationship to self. You know, the ability to know that you offer value and then how to give that value and ask for remuneration in return. So you brought up a really interesting thing to start this conversation, which is 21st century selling. So I'd love for you to just kind of paint a picture in, in your own words of the distinction of, well, what's changed? Why are things so different today than they were, you know, uh, even 30, 30 years ago, let's say? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they watch Wolf of Wall Street. You know, and they, they get like pumped up and they're like, Ooh, you know, and they see, sell these, me this pen. yeah, yeah. Sell me this pen, you know, and, and they see these characters, you know, hitting the phones, selling junk and millions of dollars. And it's this false portrayal of, of what success and sales is now. Yeah. I mean, 10 years ago, yes. 20, 30 years ago, definitely. You know, that, that kind of stuff could pass. And, and that's why, you know, if I say the word sales to most people, you know, my wife, even to this day, my wife hates introducing people and, and, you know, or people to me and saying, oh yeah, he's a sales coach. He's a sales trainer because people go, eh, you know, because there's that perception around sales. And, and so, you know, my goal, my, my passion is to change the perception around sales because I, I want to change salespeople 
companies, organizations, entrepreneurs to, to focus, like you said, on the 21st century version of things, which is not lying. It's not deceiving. It's, it's not hardcore closing and, and pressuring people into making some decision that may or may not be best for them. Mm-hmm. It, it's about actually serving at a higher level. It's about going into a sales process and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to offer you something if it's a good fit. And if it's not, well, hey, I'll refer you to someone else. And the magic, and there's lots of studies that show when you do that, you know, people actually refer more people to you. Even if you didn't sail to that original prospect, guess what? They go, oh, wow, they, they have integrity. You know, I, I'll send, you know, my grandma down to them. So, you know, it, it's about changing the whole, the whole mindset around sales. And, and, it, begins, and it begins with individual companies and, and entrepreneurs uh, and then trickles down to, you know, the sales professionals. So who do you, who do you typically work with? Uh, is it companies, individuals? Yeah, so I, I have this really eclectic uh, group of, you know, I, I, I come from an insurance background. I got into insurance and became a corporate sales trainer. Uh, I've worked for multiple Fortune 100 companies as a corporate sales trainer, you know, and, and as a corporate sales trainer and teaching corporate sales structure, I realized things were bad. You know, like I was like, this is scammy. You know, I don't like this. Uh, you know, and so that's kind of where I got into consulting and, and the coaching I do now. So, you know, I, I, I work a lot with uh, individual companies. Uh, I work, you know, individual offices. Even. You know, I can go in and, and do, uh, you know, multi-day training sessions. But I, but I also speak a lot. So, you know, my, my goal is, is to influence as much as I can wherever I can. Uh, but you know, I, and even online entrepreneurs, you know, I <laughs> building email sequences and webinars and everything else, you know, I, the other day I was called a unicorn, which I, uh-huh. I didn't know how to take that, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it sells, sells us everywhere. So online, offline from a stage, it doesn't matter. You know, it's approaching it from a different line. Yeah. So how do we start bringing integrity? Cause I, I love that word and it's really one of the, the main pillars of what we do here. So how does one bring integrity back into selling? Yeah, so it, it starts with yourself, uh, you know, and and you know, and you and I had talked a little bit about this before, Elon. But when I work with people individually, you know, and and, and coach them personally, one on one, you know, I don't even talk about like your sales process for the first four weeks. Mm. You know, <laughs> I focus on what, what you want out of life? Like, what is your life passion? What are your goals? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Does this current position you're in, does your business, does this side hustle, you know, does this online program you're selling, does this serve your higher purpose? And if, and if you can't see yourself, you know, being fulfilled in five years from what you're currently doing, you need to change what you're currently doing right now. And so it starts at the beginning. You know, a lot of people I work with personally will change the company or organization they work for because they see that it doesn't make sense for me to go door to door selling pest control. And, and that's fine. You know, I, I think pest control is great. You know, we, we have a spider problem in my house. You know, I, I wish someone would knock on my door right now. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But for some people, that doesn't serve their higher value. You know, so it, that that's where it aligns, and that and that's where it starts. Because if you can if you can start finding a, a sales position that serves your purpose, that, then terrific. You, you know, all cylinders are going to be firing. But you know, when you're working in a sales position or have a business that you don't believe in uh, on a subconscious level, you're going to self sabotage, and and you are you're you're going to lack the integrity, that wholeness, which is where the word comes from. Yeah. So there's a, that's a really really excellent point about it aligning, which 
some people though struggle to find their purpose or struggle to answer that question, you know, where do I want to be in five years and what do I want to be doing and what is it that I'm passionate about? You know, they'll kind of like list a few things and they'll go, you know, well, I'm passionate about um, playing tennis and I'm passionate about traveling and I'm passionate about cooking and yet I'm an accountant and I hate my job. Um, How do I actually go into you know, cooking, like say, I love cooking. How do I go into that? And it's a question that, that we get asked all the time. I'm curious from a selling perspective. I'm sure you get these questions as well. What's kind of the process or, or a line of questions that maybe people can ask themselves uh, to get clarity? Yeah, no, that, that, that is a terrific question. You know, and, and I always start with that. Where are you at in five years? Where, where do you want to see your life in five years? Because it, here, and, and this is what's magical is that most people have never been asked that question, mm. you know, and, and even as I say it right now, you know, it, it does, it brings chills to me because the, the thousands of times I've experienced with, with a professional, you know, where do you want to be in five years? And no one's ever asked them, you know, they have these subconscious goals. They know where they want to be. Like they're thinking like, Oh man, in 18 months, I'm going to write this book in 24 months. I'm going to publish this book, you know, because like 87% of the population wants to write a book. Most of the people on this listening to this podcast right now want to write a book, but you know, it's all these subconscious goals and, but they're, they're not making the decisions right now to make those things happen. And so, you know, it's kind of working, you know, from that five years out backwards. Well, well, okay. If you're an accountant right now, you you have a passion for cooking. Great. You know, and, and I, I can tell you, and I'm sure you've seen them, Elon, you know, like the little videos on Facebook where it's the hands, you know, the magical pasta in 30 seconds. I met one of those women last year. She is the hands for, uh, and I probably shouldn't say it's, it's a large national publication uh, magazine. Uh, and, and she does the videos like the hands, wow. like here's how to make homemade peanut butter bars, you know? <laughs> and, and I met her last year and I was like, Oh my goodness, you're my hero. I, I save your videos and we cook those things. But I got, I got talking to her and I said, well, how did you get into that? You know? And, and we had this long discussion and it was, Hey, I was in this, she was in a corporate position. She, she hated it. And she said, my, my passion is food. So I just started reaching out to people and she contacted this major publication here in the United States and said, Hey, I would really like to blog for you or maybe make some videos. And they said, actually, what we need is this because it's huge. It's blowing up on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and boom, that's it. You know, it's, it, you know, but most people would go, I, I have a passion for X and not do anything. Yep. So, yeah. They, they just sit on the sidelines hoping that this miraculous thing is somehow going to come and save the day and this magical opportunity will come out of nowhere. And I love even in that short little story, it's okay. She didn't leave her corporate job and was like, F that, I'm going to go be a cooking show host. She's like, you know what? It'd be great if this was something that I really love to do. And then just started putting it out there. And I think that's where I'd like to take this conversation now. That's sales. That that conversation, that putting yourself out there, that is sales. And so the first thing I'd like to do is a lot of people get stopped in even asking or even sharing for that matter. And I'm sure you know that there's a lot of things that circulate in people's minds about I can't and what do they think of me and being rejected and like all these other things that I'm sure you train people on. So I'd love to hear, you know, 
how do we get people kind of out of that handcuffed, I don't know, like <laughs> get to it mentality into actually getting out there and taking action? Yeah. So, you know, for, from an ev- evolutionary, you know, standpoint, we as humans, you know, we, our brains are programmed to keep us safe. Yes. That's the whole purpose. That's what the, you know, this melon here is, is, is its primary focus is to do. So when we have this goal, this ambition, this side hustle, this business, whatever we want to do, it creates this discomfort. And so in our brain, we are waiting for this entry-level barrier of motivation or inspiration mm. to get us past that fear to the next point. You know, and, and so this is, this is, you know, the great myth of the world. You know, I, I love Tony Robbins. I love Les Brown. I love all these guys. They're great. But if you really listen to what they say, they talk about reprogramming your brain. You know, now, yes, is it motivational for 30, 45 minutes at a time? Yes. But if you actually, you know, buy a course or go to an event, you'll see that they're actually trying to reprogram your brain. And so, you know, even as a sales coach and mentor, you know, and, and I sent you some information, you know, that's one of the things I work with. It yep. is you have to reprogram yourself first because there's never going to be this magical moment unless you're on some sort of outside substance that's going to give you the, the motivation, the inspiration to go and do it. it. It comes from within. And so, you know, what, one of the most basic things that, you know, I work with people on is breathing techniques hmm. because, you know, even, even something so simple as how we breathe will change how our brain chemistry works. About half, you know, and there, there's studies show that about a half of all teenagers now, high schoolers in the United States are mouth breathers, you know, and, it, you know, you, you, <laughs> you know, you can watch a movie and, you know, sometimes they make fun of, you know, the slow guy like, oh, you're a mouth breather, you know, oh. well, th- there's a reason for that, you know, and, and it's because, you know, your, your flight or fight response receptors in your mouth, in your trachea, in the esophagus, when you mouth breathe, that's where your brain always is. When you're frightened, you're going, you know, it's short breaths. But even you, I'm sure you know, Elon, you know, you've been stressed before and you've taken a. I call them reality breaths. Yeah, a reality breath. So, so one of the things I work with people on, you know, it is fundamentally, you need, you need to be in a reality breath state all day, every day. Mm. You know, and there's things to do that because when you're breathing from your diaphragm, you know, it, guess what? All sorts of things happen. You know, your brain or your, your brain, your nose actually lets out nitrous oxide, which does so many different things for the body. You know, there's an ENT who, who taught like 30 years ago and said, you know, the nose isn't just for one purpose. It actually has 30 primary purposes in the body. Wow. You know, but most, most of us are walking around going, yeah. and especially Western society, you know, we're very sedentary. We're all sitting in chairs. You know, no one ever really stands up, you know, breathes. You know, my, my grandpa was a hunched over like 80, yeah. year old little man. He'd always say, posture way, posture, you know. <laughs> and I loved it because it taught me, you know, when I'm not breathing right, I'll go posture way, posture. But, you know, I teach people that because that is the beginning of changing physiologically yes. your body. So your brain can change and then your cells, your life, your clients, your business, everything else changes. I love that. Okay. So now, so now we're breathing and and just put a bow on it. So people understand Tony Robbins talks about this all the time, peak state and and physical state. We we talk about it here on the podcast also about how your physicality actually controls the mind. And so when you're doing these breathing exercises, what is the intention and what is the state that one is trying to achieve so that they can kind of start this process for themselves? 
Yeah. So uh, for anyone listening to this podcast, I would say, you know, and, and if you were working with me, what I would say is, hey, where do you want to be in five years? You know, what really, what is it? And write it out. You know, spend two solid pieces of paper. Don't type it. Don't email it. Don't don't let yourself get distracted by the Facebook and the Gmail and all that stuff. You know, write it out physically on a piece of paper. Look at it. You know, and then and then start these breathing techniques. And and, and let's be honest, what I'm talking about is meditation. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's what it is. But you know, wh- when you focus your mind on where you want to go, magically things start to happen. And, yeah. and, and, you know, some people say, oh, it's the law of attraction. It's hippie frou-frou stuff. Look, you know, if you, if that's where you're at, that's great. But look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hillbilly guy from Birmingham, Alabama, you know, Forrest Gump, they are my people. So, you know, call me hippie frou-frou if you want, but these things work. And, and so, you know, working backwards and, and going through a breathing exercise like this, closing your mind, seeing yourself where you want to be in five years and doing this every day for 30 minutes for 30 days guess what? It's going to change how you treat your, your partner. It's going to change how you treat your coworkers, your, your um, subordinates, you know, whatever you've got in life, it changes everything. So I just wanted to pause here for a moment and let you know that if you're someone who's ready to take massive steps in your relationships, your health and your finances, we've created an amazing tool for you. There is an all new Satori prime app now available in the iTunes and Google play store All you have to do is go there and type Satori Prime and download it today. Now, you'll immediately gain access to our 10-part mini-series where we're going to delve into your limiting beliefs, your fears, and all that's been holding you back from truly living the have-it-all life. More than that, you'll be able to share your victories with your fellow Satorians as well as ask Guy and I for feedback about anything that's occurring in your life today. So if you've ever wanted to delve deeper into the concepts similar to the ones that we share here with you every single week, well, now you can. So just go grab the app either in the iTunes store or the Google Play store. If you want to download it to your desktop, you can also go to app.satoriprime.com and grab it there and start your journey today. And with that, let's jump back into the podcast. Yeah, brilliant. You said it's it's funny that um, we talk about this like hippie frou frou stuff. Even the stuff that I teach, a lot of the times I'll tell people, look, we're first of all we're just learning a lot about the brain right now. So there's a lot of stuff that we're just figuring out. You know, the science behind that people have been doing for thousands of years. I'm of the mindset that you don't necessarily have to know how something works. You'd be doing yourself a disservice, though, by not even trying to see if it works. I'm not saying that everything works for every single person on the planet, right? There are things that we need to shift. None of you listening right now know how electricity works. Maybe three of you, right? You don't know why when you flip a switch on the wall, all of a sudden the lights come on. No one can explain that, right? It's like maybe two or three people here listening. And you trust it and you just know that it works. There's a lot of things out there. You know, I'll do work with someone and they'll contact me and like, you won't believe this. I'm like, I will believe it, you know, because I've trained myself to believe that this stuff works. Um, meditation is something we, we talk about here all the time. We actually have a 30 day meditation challenge as part of our uh, group. You know, it's a 5,000 year old gift that's been handed down to human beings mm-hmm. and to not at least try it. Like, I don't care if you try something for 30 days. You can try anything for 30 days. 
So at the end of 30 days, you're like, you know what? Meditation is not for me. Great. Don't meditate. I'm yet to meet a person that's meditated every day for 30 days that afterwards is not like, this is now my new habit. Yeah. It, it, you're, you're hundred percent right. It, it's amazing because everyone comes in with these preconceived notions and then they do it and, and, and they go, Oh wow. And I the exact same way. I've never had anyone who actually did it, who said, Oh man, that was terrible. I got nothing out of it. No, every time, hundred percent, a hundred percent, you know, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not good with math because I am from Alabama, but a hundred percent is a really great ratio. <laughs> and that's all I can say about that. I, I have, you, you just remind me. So I had a meeting yesterday and he's, he's a listener. So I'm going to shout out what's up, Lior. Um, so this gentleman who I happened to meet maybe in passing, we, we were supposed to do something together. It, it never, never panned out to anything about three, four years ago. Um, and then he was at a different place in his life and then something changed. He started listening to our podcast, uh, 20, well, yesterday was 27. So 28 days ago now, um, he heard something and was like, you know what? I'm going to wake up every morning and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to read afterwards. And he took on this, this habit. He flew from Montreal with his family to take my brother and I out to lunch. Love it. Didn't fly. Drove from Montreal to take my brother and I out to lunch. And like, that's how impactful this was. Cause he got a vision like it during one of his meditations to reach out to me and he had all these fears before about reaching out and what we would say and who we were and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, he's so grateful and thankful to have that be a habit now in his life. It really, it really changes everything. So with that being said, um, let's go back to a little bit more of the song. So obviously someone's going to start seeing things differently. I think just being able to say yes and having confidence for things uh, makes a difference. So now we got someone in the state, okay? They still have trepidation about what sales is and feeling uncomfortable asking for something from someone. What are some of the steps that we can take to, to give them now that elevated level of confidence to take those steps? Yeah, so this th- that's a great question because it, when you back up a step and you start working really from your core of influence, what happens is that you actually find an inner passion and inner drive to, to be able to build up for the nose, mm-hmm. you know? So this is why, you know, a lot of people I work with personally will, will change companies or careers or side hustles or, you know, what kind of coaching they're doing. It, it's because they realize it didn't line, didn't line up. You know, I, I was speaking to a woman two days ago. She, she wants to do more speaking you know, like at events and conferences and everything. And, and I said, okay, well, you know, and we were talking about it and she said, you know, I, I speak on corporate management and conflict revolution resolution. And I said, okay, great. But, you know, three times during the conversation, she was talking about how health, wellness, and meditation was what she was really passionate about. And so I, I just kind of paused the conversation. I said, Hey, look, you know, this is free advice. So it's about worth that much probably to you, but understand, I know what I'm talking about. You know, and I said, here are my credentials. I said, look, it, it, it sounds like what you really love and what you're passionate about, because you've mentioned it three times in the last 18 minutes is health, wellness, meditation. So my thoughts are probably that if you really want to stop self-sabotaging yourself and getting into a speaking career, 
you should probably be speaking about health, wellness, and meditation. She said, oh, well, there's not these groups. And I said, let's Google together. I said, are you at a computer? You know, and, and it was a world of opportunity. For her, mm. you know? And so she, you know, and so now she says, oh man, well now I, yeah, now I know who to contact. Like her whole mindset had shifted. So when you're in sales and when you have your business and you find something that you're actually passionate about, like understand the no's are going to come, you know, how to build that motivation to overcome and, you know, go out and kind of, you know, be an evangelist for yourself. That comes when you're in line with, with yourself, you know? And, and so, you know, that's why, you know, I'm so passionate about sales because I see it as a tool, you know, so I I can talk about it with anyone. You know, I I have no problem with that. You know, and, and anyone who has any sort of business where they've been successful, it's because they're passionate about it. They actually care. And more importantly, they know it helps someone. Because it's all about service. You know, there's that funny video, you know, someone can YouTube, service is selling, selling is service. You know, it's a hilarious, corny, terrible video that, you know, some store in Alaska made, like a drugstore. Uh-huh. Um, but, but it's hilarious because selling really is service. You are helping someone, you know. And so I, I tell people, you know, when, when you're in sales and you're working from a core of integrity, all you're doing is waking up every single day trying to help people. That's it. And you get paid very well to do it. Yeah. So we, we found our passion. We, we know what we want. We're kind of honing in and getting ourselves aligned. And let, let's talk a little bit more about rejection, right? Because sure. I think no is, is devastating for, for people. Um, how do we get around that fear of rejection, of not being accepted, of our idea not being good or whatever, you know, we make up? How do we get past that? Yeah. So it, once, once again, you know, and it goes back to that core of influence because, you know, when someone doesn't work with me personally that I know that I can help, it, it doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm not like, ah, you know, like I lost the sale. <laughs> I actually, you know, it's almost like tear, you know, tear face emoji. I, I, I want them to get to where they're at, you know? Um, and, and so, you know, when, when you've got a product, a service, or an idea, you know, because those are the things we're all selling, products, services, ideas, we're all selling them in the yep. world. Hey, do you want to go out with me on Friday night? That's an idea that may or may not be appealing to others. So, you know, constructing it in the right way. But, you know, if, it, you, know, in, you know, in a dating situation, you know, it sounds egotistical, you know, if someone says no to you, well, they're lost, you know. <laughs> There's an e- a little bit of ego there, yeah. but but it's understanding that you know what I'm actually a good person. You know I don't push old over old ladies and I don't kick puppies. So yeah, it is their loss. You know, yeah. and, and the same thing goes for sales. You know, wh- whatever your product or service is, you know you're gonna get no's. You're gonna get a lot of no's. The two things there are when you're passionate about it, your passion uh, is going to help close the sale every single time. You don't have to say hey today only, and if you don't work with me, you're dead to me or the price goes up by $6,000. No, that, that stuff doesn't work anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of people use that. <laughs> it still works because it psychologically corners people, but that, that, that's not working from a core integrity. So, you know, when you're actually serving and helping, you know, in being passionate about it, like, look, overcoming those objections is so much easier. And when you start your business, it's, it's hard because you don't have social proof, but then, you know, three or four case studies of social proof of my product or service has done this. Look, it's a snowball effect. And and then, and then you're golden. It's just that the entry level barrier is hard. Yeah. Someone uh, taught me over a decade at this point. um, And they said, no is my second favorite answer. 
And uh, it's something that I really, really took on. And really, at first, I was like, it sounds so corny. And you know, the more you do it, you, you realize, like, look, the, the worst answer is maybe. That's the worst one. That's like, I don't know what that means, you know? Like, are we doing this? Are we not doing this? So yes is obviously everyone's favorite answer. No is your second favorite answer. Because that means, and, and the way he distinguished it, it's, it's never no to you. It's no to the offer and it's generally a no, not yet, or no, I'm not quite ready, which I like that you said, you know, when someone doesn't work with us also, my story or my perception, the thing that I generate is they're just not ready. Like they're not ready to commit at this level. I know that working with us for a lot of people sometimes is scary because the doors that they haven't looked through or they've been afraid to walk up to, they know that by saying yes to this, they're going to open all of them. And for some people, they're just not ready to look behind certain doors or look under certain things, right? And see those shadows. And that's fine. Like I'm not attached. I know that I have X amount of energy to give. Like like if I have a scale of a hundred, right? Every single day, my goal is to focus like a laser that energy on where that energy is received. Hmm. If I'm trying to convince someone or manipulate someone into working with us in any way, shape or form, I already know. And you already know like how that ends. That ends in two months from now, three months from now, a fucking headache that you're like, take back your money. Please leave me alone. It's funny you say that I implement sales teams like virtual sales teams for a lot of coaching programs. Uh, and it's funny because, you know, I, I always, I always teach the people that I'm hiring, you know, like do, do as I say, not as I do. When you get as good as me and your closing ratio is high enough, you can do as I do because my closing ratio on a phone call, you know, with, with a lead is usually anywhere from 40 to 55%, you know, which is, you know, you know, it's okay. Once again, you know, I'm from Alabama. I don't know math, but it's pretty okay. You know, but, but I tell people like, look, you know, there's obviously structured sales techniques you should go through on a call. But, you know, at the end of one of my calls, you know, what I do is I say, okay, hey, look, you know, you can't make a decision right now. I understand. You, you, you know, I call it the triple P. You need to go speak to your partner, your pastor, your higher power. If you have one, you know, make sure this aligns with you. But understand, I am never, ever, ever going to call you back. Now, if you're on my email list, you're going to get emails. I'm going to send you one email after this call, um, but I am never, ever going to call you back and harass you. So I hope, please hope you understand that. Mm. You know, and, and, <laughs> you know, uh, one of the, the guys I've worked with, he, he says, you know, that's, that's the, you're dead to me close, <laughs> you know, but much like you, you know, I, I say that because my bandwidth is that I want to serve only those who want to be served. Yeah. You know, so, so that's why I do that. But what's amazing is, is my closing ratio is so high because people like, it's not coming from a false scarcity, like, Oh, he's trying to scare me into a cell. It's because I'm serious. I'm not calling you back, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so, you know, it's, you know, and when you get good enough at sales, you, you can have that ability to do that, to serve only those who want to be, you know, hundred percent served, Whatever, no matter what your product or service is. And, and I know there's people listening to this going, oh, I could never do that. Da, da, da. Well, look, d- here's one of these things. Don't do as I do, do as I say, you know, set proper follow-up, follow up religiously, you know, keep your integrity, be a good person. But you, you 
anyone that's listening to this, honestly, within six to 12 months could have that same exact closing technique, no matter what the product or service is. Totally agree. And, and I think where, where I'd like us to kind of touch on right now is there, there's a belief in the value that you have that allows you to have that kind of close, right? If it's fabricated, if you don't believe that what you're selling truly can serve an audience, then that's like, you go back to the drawing board because you'll never be able to do that. If you truly believe that either you personally are valuable, your service, your product is, you know, everyone can benefit from it, even though, you know, I know like if you sell to everyone, you sell to no one, just that mindset, like everyone in that niche, whatever it is, right? This is, this is to serve them. If you don't have that belief, I think saying things like what you just said are really, really difficult. Um, so some people, you know, because they're new or starting out, they don't really have that confidence in the value. They don't know yet because they haven't received that feedback from the audience that are like, oh my God, your product changed my life. That, you know, that coaching call that we have, like I went and did this and they haven't really gotten that feedback, which I do think is very, very important for you to understand your value. So for people that are kind of like, you know, dipping their toe, quote unquote, and they don't have that feedback or social proof, like you said, how do we get them into this mindset of what I offer is so valuable? And the fact that I'm giving it to you at this price is like, it's nuts. I should be charging 10, 10, 10 times this and it'd still be worth the value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this goes back to, you know, one, one of the things I'll, I'll teach people, you know, when, when they kind of have this situation, because everyone lacks self-confidence. Everyone's going to, it, mm-hmm. it just happens. You know, I, you know, later today, my wife will say something and I'll go, Oh, you know, like, like that's just what happens, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, it, it, it comes down to teaching that you are worthy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, the, the founder, I, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar, I'm you're probably familiar with, you know, Mind Valley, yeah. you know, and, you know, he has, he has a terrific uh, talk he gave at A-List, you know, about being, you know, and forgive me, I guess I can say this, unfuckwithable. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he, he shares a clip in that talk that goes into another thing, but, you know, and anyone can look up, you know, being unfuckwithable. Uh, but, but the cool thing about, you know, understanding the fact that you're going to face rejection, you're going to face you know, all these terrible things. Everyone has that. Okay. You know, and, and I realized, you know, what, one of my mentors is Jack Canfield. And, and I remember, you know, about 12 years ago, I watched a video of him and it was a great visual, you know, uh, virtual sales letter. It was beautiful, but he said, you know, and it, the dramatic music was playing in the background. He said, you know, I grew up in West Virginia. My father was a deadbeat and gone. You know, my, my stepfather was an alcoholic who abused my mother, you know, all sorts of things. He told all these terrible things at the beginning that no, anyone who didn't know him would have been like, Oh man, what a crappy life. And then he said, and then the music changed and the screen lightened up and he said, but you know, then I authored chicken soup for the soul and we've sold 500 million copies and everything else. He said, and all those other things are just excuses. And we let our excuses and our stories meld our self-confidence, you know, and we all could do this. You know, I could say, well, look, I grew up in a small town in Utah um, with a single mother who was, who was addicted to drugs. She was on meth when I was a young teenager. Mm. Um, you know, with my father was in, in and out of prison. You know, I didn't see him from the age of three on until he committed suicide and I went to his funeral. 
you know, there, there's mental health issues in my family. There, there, you know, there's, and I it could go through the litany list. You know, everyone has that list, you know, because everyone has that family. Everyone's family is that family. And everyone can say, oh, well, my grandpa did this or my grandma did that. But that's a story. And you're letting, you're letting that story that you're telling yourself affect your self-confidence. Mm. Whereas, you know, instead of waking up and I, I think those things, you know, I do, I think those things on a daily basis and I'm grateful and I'm thankful for those experiences. But my story is, hey, you know what? I actually just started taking action. And anyone that's listening to this podcast, listening to this podcast is action. Yeah. Now, now you might not be going tomorrow and creating the business of your dreams, but you're getting there. So listening to this podcast is action. And just by taking this action, you're literally in the top 3% of anyone else in, in, in even the Western world, because it's the action. That's what sets people apart. So I tell people every action should build your confidence because that that's what's going to build your confidence. And the confidence is going to keep rising as you keep taking small actionable steps. The bigger the step, the larger the self-confidence. And when something fails, you know, I love what Elon Musk says. He says, fail, fail fast, fail hard. Yeah. You know? um, and, he, and he's pretty successful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah. So I, I tell people like, just take the action. If you fail, awesome. It didn't work. Now, you know, it's the story of the light bulb. Everyone knows the story of Thomas Edison. You know, he found, you know, 3,000 some odd ways of not knowing how to build the light bulb. Then he found it. That, that is every business ever, guys. Yeah. That is every business ever. 100%. I mean, Wayne Dyer uh, tells a story that I thought was so brilliant about this. It's, you know, you, you want to learn to golf and you get up to the driving range and you want to hit the ball. Your, your goal is 300 yards dead ahead, right? And you swing and your first swing and like – dribbles off and goes like six yards and trickles into the grass. And you're like, well, I failed. (laughs) You fail. You produce the result. The result was six yards into the right. So now you, with that feedback, you can assess and go, okay, what was missing? What can I do differently? What did I learn from that result that I can now do better? Because until you do that in, anything in life. None of us, none of us got up and walked on our first try. Mm-hmm. It's impossible, right? And how many of us walk today? What if after time five that you fell when you were a kid, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Walking's not for me. We'd be crawling the rest of your life. Like at some point, our attachment to the story of failure the first time you failed didn't feel good. That's why there's that, that, that feeling. Like I, the, the story is I never want to feel that way again. And so we refuse to put ourselves in situations which will derive that pain, quote unquote, that we had felt. And if you get that the pain that you felt was when you were maybe six or seven years old, Right? Do you perceive, and I have a six year old, do you perceive failure when you're 30, 40, 50, or 60 the same way you do as a six year old? You wouldn't. With all of your knowledge and all your know how, you wouldn't perceive failure the same way. And yet, and yet, every time you choose to experience failure like a six year old. And so the question you can ask yourself is like, you're going to experience it and you're going to feel it. 
because that's what the mind does, right? It doesn't want you to get hurt, quote unquote, like you did last time. And if you just sat there and go, hmm, interesting. So I'm now choosing to feel failure like I did when I was six. If I was 36, how would I choose to view this situation? And if you could choose to see it as like, oh, it's just feedback. Yeah. Just, just feedback. Hmm. I did that. That happened, right? It's like, it doesn't matter what you do in life. It's all feedback. You know, I've learned, I, I've become an avid tennis player and I just recently met a coach who's, he, he coaches like I do and he does it around tennis. So like he's <laughs> aware of your language and just everything that your body does. It was just, I sat with him for like 45 minutes. I was like, dude, like the, you're the Yoda of tennis. Um, and you know, he had me think about something really profound. When you're on a tennis court, I heard this line, everything that happens on the tennis court, everything you say, every action is either helping you win or helping you lose. There's no in between, right? Like, and when you talk crap about yourself and you get down about yourself, that's going to make you lose, right? Like it's, it's tightening your body or you're getting more stress, all that stuff. He gave me a very, very simple thing and it's called balance judgment, control. Those are like the three, three parameters that you're, that you're looking for. And at any given point, when you miss hit a ball, or it's not even that you miss hit the ball. It's like, he goes, the ball is the dumbest thing on the planet. <laughs> the dumbest. Yeah. It will only go where your racket tells it to go. Nothing else. If you don't hit it with the racket, it has a mind of its own. But if you hit it with the racket, it will only go where you tell it to go. So you hit, you're telling it where to go, okay? If where you told it to go isn't where you want it to go, now you look at was balance out, was my judgment out, or was my control out? And what happened was really interesting, like as I'm playing, every time I hit, I have an equation now going through my head. Instead of going like, oh, I fucked up, it's, it doesn't go, oh, I fucked up. It goes, what was missing? Mm-hmm. Which one of those three went out? Oh, great. Okay, so here's what I get to do on the next one. And I can tell you that in an hour of working with him, my, my entire game changed. And so feedback, you know, when someone says no, get interested, get curious. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't get upset. Get curious. I'm just interested, you know, what, what was – Why? You know, like survey people and get interested and you'll quickly realize, you know, maybe it's just a fact of a price issue. Your price is too high, but people aren't going to tell you that, right? Maybe it's a fact of they want more handholding or coaching or they don't feel like they can do it on their own, you know, and then you get this feedback and you go, oh, this is where people are really struggling. This is what I get to put in now. And you put that in and voila, magic. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love that story. And, and I think the important thing for anyone listening to take away from that, you know, and, and this, 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 this is a plug for you, you know, it, it's a plug uh, for, you know, self-improvement is that, you know, you, you have this fun passion that you're doing. You went and got a coach and you got a good oh, yeah. And so, you know, here's, you know, the next step, you know, we were talking about action a minute ago, how to overcome, you know, that self-doubt is look at whatever you want to do. Someone's already done it or something really close to it. So get a good coach or mentor. Don't get a fake internet guru. 
You know, there's a lot of those, you know, get someone with social proof, but it doesn't matter. You know, if you want to build the next Amazon, you know, affiliate business, like, look, you know, I have a good friend. He did $23 million in sales on Amazon last year. (laughs) Big deal. You know what? He had a coach and it's, you know, and, and anyone in any industry has a coach. So, so that's your result is typical of a good coach, you know? And that's what people don't understand is that they try You know, we live in the 21st century where everything's reality TV and do it yourself. Now people think they can watch HGTV and renovate their house to look like they live with the Kardashians. You know, that's the mindset, you know, the DIY mindset, it kills people. They think they can get on YouTube and like teach themselves Facebook ads. Well, some people can, but I recommend you probably get a hands-on coach to help you because it, you know, and, and that will change your life. You yeah. know, so it, it's, you know, it, that, that is probably the biggest way to overcome self-confidence, but you know, issues, but I know I, I love that story. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, and, and it's the small decisions. It, it, well, to, to your point about coach, you know, it's something that I think when you're starting out, you miss because when you're starting out, it's like, I have to invest whatever I have, whether it's time or money, you know, so focused, right? And I just, the podcast you guys probably heard before this um, that will have been released um, is by this guy, Trey Llewellyn, who basically his story is just a litany of things that if he had a coach telling him like, no, don't do that, like hire this company, because you're not only tapping into the person's mind, you're tapping into their network. So like if I'm working with someone and I know that you're up to X, Y, and Z, guess what? I have a massive Rolodex of people that I can be like, that's the best person about that. That's the best person about that. You don't even have to do the research. Like I'll just hand you over to the best person with a personal recommendation. I'll be like, oh, Elon said you, you're, you're taken care of. So a guy came up to me this past weekend and we used to have, we don't have it anymore, but we used to train people on marketing. And we were really, really good. We are really good at Facebook, but we used to take time training people. And our course was, I think like it was like 2300 bucks. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy expensive. And he was like, no, no, I'm gonna do it on my own, blah, blah, blah. So he comes up to me, he's like, Elon, I so regret not doing that. I was like, why? It's no big deal, whatever. He goes, you know, I just did the numbers the other day. And I've spent about $8,000 in trying to figure out Facebook. He's like, you know how much I made? I was like, no. He goes, 250 bucks. Ah. <laughs> I was like, Dack. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to be like the I told you so guy, but I was like, that's life. I mean, you can figure stuff out on your own. I'm, 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 I believe you can. Anyone, you dedicate enough time and enough practice, you can figure shit out. The question is, when do you want to figure it out? Do you want to figure it out in the next six to 12 months or do you want to figure it out in the next three to five years? And I think when you hire a coach, you shrink the time by which you can get results. So for me, it's always like, I'd rather invest the time and the money and learn something really well for six months so that I have the next four and a half years to crush it and practice things the right way. Yeah. When I first hired a tennis coach, I was like, fuck, why didn't I do this three years ago? Because breaking habits that you've created are way harder than just learning how to do things right the first time. So with that being said, Stan, first of all, I want to thank you because I love these kind of conversations and I love that you bring a new twist. The line that I'm really taking away from this is like, 
I never heard it. And I think it's great. It's like 21st century selling. Yeah. And I really do think it's, it's about value. It's about integrity. It's about offering what's right to that person without the agenda of, I have to make a sale. Um, and I, and I, I really love that we got to share that. So um, I know that you're a coach and I know that you have offerings and where can people find you or, or connect with you um, if they're interested in pursuing this? Yeah. So the, the best way to connect with me and, and first, let me say it is an honor to be here. Like I, I love you guys. You guys do very cool things. Your yeah. podcast, you know, there's, there's it, you know, my podcast list is very short because bandwidth, but you know, you got, you guys are great. So I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, anyone that wants to connect with me, you know, I, I, I work in a lot of different ways. So stanwayspeaks.com. You know, if, if you want me to speak at a corporate event, conference, association, uh, that's the best place to find me there. But if, if you want that core kind of sales mindset training, you know, maybe you're not ready for a coach. Maybe you can't invest in a coach. PeakSalesResults.com. Up at the top, we, we've got some mind, mind stuff for you to, to try to help you get to that next step. Brilliant. And we'll have all the links, guys, in the show notes so you can grab it there. Uh, Stan, absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking your time. I know you're super busy. Uh, and sharing this with our audience. It was an absolute honor. All right. Thank you so much, Elon. Have a great day. You too. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, but when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love. Promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.